Hey, look. What's up, bro? How do you win on Eurovision? I I don't know again. You go. This week on another Digital Citizen, we'll be talking about News of the Week, TV of the Week, the Eurovision Final, David Koretsch and the Branch Davidians, and another digital review of Life of the Party. This is another Digital Citizen. This is a podcast meant to encourage logic through stupidity and chaos. A podcast meant to incite discussion between friends, enemies, countries, and religions. This is a podcast for us. For the digital world. Welcome, citizen. and uh, gentlemen and welcome to another digital uh, episode 136 that means that we have way to what look halfway to what <laughs> is this a, are we going back to this gimmick that was from like the 50s literally i'm when i'm talking about not 1950s i'm talking about podcast number 51 through 59 <laughs> Hi, Fro. Hi, everybody, I, by I the was, way. I was thinking, hmm, I wonder how much uh, 136 times 2 is. <laughs> what is it? Let me do it in my head real quick. Uh, 272? Yeah. Okay, if you say so. <laughs> oh, this week has been fun. Uh Eurovision week is always fun for Eurovision fans. We will talk a lot about that a little later. How's your week been? I had a pretty good week until Monday. Sad Monday. Um, my chinchilla, we talk, talked about here on the podcast. You've actually heard on the podcast many times, probably uh, had to be put down, was sick, had a mass on his abdomen, and it was very sad. Took him to the vet, and... Had to have him put down, so I got, I, you know, I got to say goodbye to him and everything, and, um, <clears throat> still have my other chinchilla who, he does not seem to give a crap that the other chinchilla's gone, seemingly. <laughs> I, to be honest, I think he's happier that the other chinchilla's gone. I'm not, but Felix seems like... More food! He, he, right, exactly. More attention, more food, more that, yeah. But, you know, mon- uh, that happened Monday, Tuesday... Uh, I spent a lot of time just hanging out with my other chinchilla. Uh, but yeah, it was Aww. a little depressing, but I'm going to fake it for the podcast, everybody. Yeah! I had a good week. I went to my father on Tuesday, had a podcast on Wednesday. Norway nominated themselves into Eurovision on Thursday. Went to town on Friday. Uh, 
you watched Eurovision on Saturday, went back on Sunday, uh, was out all Monday because it was so nice weather. Uh, yeah, and today I was out as well. Nice. Yeah. Just nice weather, so you're out and about. Makes sense. Okay, there was 26 fucking Celsius in, in Lillehammer. That is a little too hot for sure. my taste. Right. But you're used to, you're, you know, you're used to the cold, so, yeah. Yeah, the cold doesn't bother me anyway. I heard that in the, in the, in the movie, actually. Sure, right. <laughs> well, you know, we're going to do the show here, of course. we got to get around to our uh, Royal Wedding, wedding pre-show uh, that we're going to be doing here today, right? That's what this whole of podcast course. is going to be, just Royal Wedding uh, updates. Yeah. Uh, of course, we we started this week with uh, uh, the father being invited to the wedding, and uh, then he sold some pictures to the paparazzi. And guess what? He wasn't invited anymore. Uh, is this the why. father that got like had heart disease and ended up having to have a heart transplant? And that's why he couldn't go to the wedding. There was another. I think her father. That's what happened to him. That's not true, actually. Is that a lie? Uh, well, he wasn't well. Uh, 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 he was he was sick, uh, but he wasn't uninvited. Uh, it's just that he uh, sold some pictures to uh, the press, uh, and then I think he uninvited himself. Okay, well, the newspapers here yesterday, at least, were saying that he was having, uh, he was in the hospital for some kind of heart transplant or heart uh, surgery of some kind, and that that's why he wasn't going. So I don't know if the newspaper here, the newspapers here are lying or got misinformed or what, but hmm, that was yesterday, I suppose. It might have changed today. He needs a stent. A what? An operation, a stent. Oh, right, okay. An, oper- an operation on his heart. And so he had surgery today. Um, yeah, he had surgery today. And Megan's mother is walking her down at the aisle. And <sighs> Hooray! Some really insanely rich people are getting married in an insanely, insanely overly uh, lavish wedding. Great. But guess, who's, but, but guess who's going to watch it live all Saturday? Uh, half of America, for some reason, even though we have nothing to do with it. <laughs> half of America... Uh, some guy in Norway, <laughs> and the rest of the world. <laughs> the rest of the realm? Is that what you said? <laughs> the w- rest of the world, oh, I, I think realm is better. Th- ha- the the queen's realm, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm su- super stoked. Uh, other than... There's a little problem with it, look. Uh, it's, it's that NRK found out uh, that... They want uh, to go to uh, strike, or the journalists in uh, NRK wants to go to strike. And do you know what day it is tomorrow? 
Uh, no. Well, I mean, it's the 17th it's... of May, but I don't know what that is. Yeah. It is Thursday, and uh, it's also Norway's National Day tomorrow. Oh, like your Independence Day yes. or whatever whatever it is? Yes, yeah, okay. yes, yes, our Independence Day. And uh, do you know what Norwegians do on on Saturday? Uh, on 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 Saturday? Uh, I don't know. You got like uh, on, fireworks that shoot out people. rotten fish or something? <laughs> now, other than shagging, we we go <laughs> we we go uh, around in in. Trains. Well, we we call it trains, but what what more or less it is is like if you see in a queue, we go around in queue and we wave our flags to the king. That's what we do on seventeenth of May, and the uh, king waves back. Okay, from his balcony. Yeah, sure. It's really 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 exciting. He must get tired of waving because really what is he doing it all day? It must take forever. Oh. He does it so fucking long, and you can see it live on YouTube. Just one of his arms is just massive, like his biceps are huge, and the other arm is this <laughs> tiny little twig. It's done. <laughs> yeah, that that's. But that's one of the thing thing um, thing thing that uh, they they hold up his arm, and it uh, the the butler's waves. Oh my him. god! They put a string <laughs> on it like a marionette, and like. <laughs> Oh, lies. Lies about Norway. Oh, oh so funny. But uh, hey, uh, do you, have you listened uh, to the trend going on? Uh, is it Laurel? or? Oh, you want to do that now? Okay, that... Let's open up with that, sure. Yeah, let's, let's, let's do that. Because uh, Margaret sent me this uh, to me uh, today, and she's like, have you heard about this trend? It started yesterday, as far as I could tell, because it wasn't a thing yesterday during the day, and then I got back home last night, and it, it was all over the... Uh, well, at least all over social media, so let's go ahead and listen to it, like the the video, the audio clip first, and then we'll... Uh... It's four-second four clip, so well, let's, let's... I've got an 11-second... This is an 11-second clip that uh, I linked to you, and it just... But it repeats, so that way you can hear the same word over and over again. Okay, do you send it to me now? It's in the run sheet. It's in the run sheet. Professional podcast, everybody. <laughs> uh, super professional. Okay, I'm ready. In three, two, one, play. Laurel. It's a little cool. Laurel. Okay. Laurel. Laurel. Okay. Laurel. Laurel. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I I would like to hear what everybody else hears. They can email us at another digital citizen at gmail.com. What did you hear, Fro? I hear Yanni. Really? I thought maybe that was gonna be yeah, the case because I hear yeah. Laurel. Oh my god! I have a feeling it has to do with the fact that you're Norwegian and I'm American. Something tells me. Maybe. Don't you think? Just because you're used to oh, hearing. Well, well, 
a different dialect? Well, the thing is that uh, Margaret Sol, uh, told me she heard Laurel, and she's British. Right, but that's not a completely different... Like, that's still English. It's not like a completely different language. Like, you you speak two different languages, so maybe... I don't know. I, I really don't know. <clears throat> but uh, the thing is, is that he actually says Laurel. I, I have... Uh, there was this, uh... Like, the guy uh, who act- the actual clip is from <clears throat> has said, when he did it, he was saying Laurel, is what you're saying. Yes, okay. yes, yes. Uh, there, there's a, a short video by uh, someone called ASAP Science, and that, uh, that, like, proves why people, uh... Sure, yeah. A- A-S-A-P Science. Sorry, I should say it. ASAP, yeah, correct. that's as soon as possible. Yeah. It's just a, it's a, yeah. Yes. And, uh, and uh, they go through it in a two-minute two minute video uh, and uh, discovers why people hear different, hear different ways. So it is actual Laurel. I hear, I hear Yanni. I hear Yanni, Yanni, Yanni. So, I don't even understand don't how you could hear that. That's It's just so weird to me. I mean, I watched the... Or I read an article. I didn't actually watch the video you are talking about, but I read an article about the science behind it. And it is interesting, just, you know, people's brains work differently is what it is. But I think, mm-hmm. the re- at least for us, the way I, in my mind, I think your brain is wired to hear things differently than mine is. And I think it might have to do with the fact that you know multiple languages. Who knows, though? Hmm. That sounds so so so. Uh, what uh, what am I looking for? It's so, it seems like you you're giving me a backhanded compliment. Like oh, you know so many languages. I I know two languages. No, well, yeah, not, not, that's not that would be uh, <laughs> well, that's weird because <laughs> I didn't actually know. I don't know how many languages you know to be honest. So I wouldn't have. Well, but I mean, I'm just saying. Like, I think your brain is wired <laughs> differently to hear sounds uh in language than mine is does that make sense right yeah right that was more what yeah, i was yeah. getting at okay. let's do an aside cool. news and talk about the enzo amore crap real quick yeah this just came out today um it's actually breaking news i think it just happened an hour ago it came out uh a letter from enzo amore's attorney has been released uh Saying that the Phoenix Police Department uh, informed Mr. Arnett, Arnett, uh, who I guess is Enzo Amore's real name, that there is Mm. insufficient evidence in the matter to warrant any criminal charges. The matter will not be transferred to the county's attorney for for prosecution and that their investigation is case closed. No charges were filed and the matter is officially closed. Um, It says here... uh, after the care, <laughs> after the careless, unfounded tirade on social media, talking about the lady who went on, was it Twitter, right? Uh, yep. Mr. Arndt learned that these accusations, uh, when his counsel reached out to the Phoenix police, so he didn't even know about this until the police told him, which that was a big thing. People were saying, oh, why didn't he tell WWE sooner if he knew about it? According to this, he didn't know about it. So uh, it says... Uh, it was clear that the accuser exhibited a complete lack of truth and credibility. At all times, Mr. Art fully and unequivocally 
denied the accusations and remained confident in clearing his name. So everybody who ran around saying, oh, what a a piece of trash, what what a piece of garbage before there was any actual proof, uh, you look like an idiot now. And we said it at the time to not count your chickens before they hatch on this one. That's so funny. I think I think that's that's a red a red line through this podcast. Chicken. Chicken. Oh, okay. Mhm. 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 Um. Oh my gosh. That's a chicken. That is not how a chicken <laughs> sounds. You're like Arrested <laughs> Development chicken or something. Uh. So. Uh, we Chickens have... don't clap. <laughs> <laughs> we have some other, some other news this week as well. Malaysia Airlines flight 370 was deliberate. Uh, but we still haven't found it. Right. Do you, you remember this? It, it was years ago. Uh, f- uh, Malaysian flight 370... Went down and disappeared, and nobody could find it. Um, in yep. 2014, en route from Kuala Lumpur to Beijing. However, a panel of experts assembled for Australian TV uh, suggest that the e- or the say the evidence suggests sorry uh, the pilot executed a carefully a careful series of maneuvers to evade detection and ensure the plane disappeared uh, in a remote location. Uh, the former head of Australian uh, Transportation Safety Bureau, Martin Dolan, who led a two-year search for the missing plane, said this was planned, this was deliberate, and it was done over an extended period of time. This is an interesting uh, update in this story that has kind of fallen off of uh, the news for a while now. Because I think mm-hmm. it, at this point... I had just assumed it never nothing that was going to come of this, right? Yeah, that's more or less uh, what I think. I mean, this is so fucking strange. Uh, we never found any debris from the plane. We never found a black box from the plane. We never found any dead persons from the plane. Even a it's signal like... from the black box, we never found. Yeah. Let alone the black box, right? Yeah. It's just poof, right, and those are made to be uh, indestructible. It's like almost impossible for it to disappear. But this, I think, is going to fuel some conspiracy <laughs> theories because I know at the time there was a conspiracy theory that this plane had not crashed and that it had landed somewhere, and that uh, some government had taken these, you know, uh, the people on the plane hostage. And that, uh, for whatever nefarious reason, that was a conspiracy theory at the time. And this is saying that the pilot deliberately avoided radar, like flew under radar to avoid it, to try to hide the plane, uh, from what they're saying in the article is that he was doing this so he could crash it somewhere where it wouldn't be found. But what if he wasn't doing it to crash it? What if he was doing it to land it somewhere where it wouldn't be found? That's the interesting part to me of this whole story. Uh, actually, I, I I was a little wrong. Uh, I see an article from the 23rd of January 2017. The key pieces of debris found 
uh, by the public. Uh, there was some right wing uh, was found. Uh, also, right orboard flap and some track f- uh, fairing and some horizontal stabilizer panel. Right. This uh, Some of this stuff is questionable as I'm to understand like they say it is but it's still questionable just uh, as to whether it came from that plane or not some of it I think is uh, confirmed some of it is not and but if you're on the conspiracy side of what I was talking about earlier they say all that's fake and it's a big cover up so French judicial authorities who examined it confirmed that it came from NH370 so some of it is confirmed, yeah. Right. But if uh, you're a conspiracy theory, you're going to say, yeah, but the people who confirmed it, they're just in on the conspiracy. <laughs> yeah. But you can say that about every fucking conspiracy. Sure, so. but this is just an interesting one because it just disappeared. It's You know, it's like Bermuda Triangle shit, kind of. It's interesting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's definitely interesting. Um, Back to North and South Korea. Korea, uh, North uh, Korea pledges to dissemble nuclear uh, sites, and the U.S. uh, says work has begun with uh, getting things together. Right, that was Uh, Monday. Monday night is when that this article came out. Uh, Go ahead and read it, and then we'll go on to what happened the day after. Okay, Uh, North Korea has begun dissembling the country's only known. A nuclear test site, according to the satellite photos, following through a promise made by leader Kim, Kim Jong-un ahead of the meeting with Donald Trump. Uh, the picture is taken on the 17th, 7th of March. Sorry. Of May. The first definitive... Yes, <laughs> of May. Uh, the first definitive evidence that... Uh, dissembled uh, of test site has already been well underway, according to blog post. Right, that it's is, from uh, a blog a post, by, which is a yeah. website run f- by former U.S. diplomats. <laughs> so it's not just some random <laughs> blogger saying this, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, and <laughs> Go ahead. No, and... and um, uh, and you said you, there was an update on this? Right, so that happened Monday, and it's it looked like it was, you know, it, it was kind of all over the place Monday, and it was like, oh, this is looking good. North Korea's getting rid of their nu- nuclear capabilities. There's going to be a meeting between, you know, the U.S. and the two Koreas, uh, at, you know, soon. We're going to have this summit. It's going to be great. And then Tuesday comes around, and North Korea... Threatens to scrap a historic summit next month between the leader Kim Jong-un and U.S. President Donald Trump, saying it has no interest in a one-sided affair meant to pressure the North to abandon its nuclear weapons. This is according to the AP. Ooh. Uh, the warning by North Korea's first vice foreign minister came hours after the country abruptly canceled a high-level meeting with South Korea in protest of U.S.-South Korean military exercises that the North has long claimed are an invasion rehearsal. So even after all this stuff has happened, that kind of they were, uh, the North and South met, and they were saying all like, hey, we're, we want to meet with Trump, and then <clears throat> North Korea is even dismantling some of their nuclear capabilities. 
the South, the South Korea and the U.S. were still doing military drills on the border. And so North went, the North went, this is bullshit. You say that you're, you're going to be, this is going to be good, but you're still training to murder us all. Right. So mm-hmm. they're not happy about it. So this looks like it, this could be, this could make it all fall apart, but who knows? We'll see. I don't think it's actually been canceled yet, but it says here, uh, it's more than likely they said this, uh, as a way to gain leverage ahead of talks between Kim and Trump scheduled for June 12th in Singapore. So it's possible he's just using this to try to get leverage in the talks, uh, you know, just to have one up on the other guys. Mm. Seems like it. Hey, the Norwegian government is, will be taken by court to court by the European Free Trade Association uh, monitoring body for the ECA for immigration di- discrimination. Sorry, against fathers. Fathers in Norway are not given the same rights to paid parental leave. Uh, as mothers resulting in a European court case. The eligibility of fathers in claiming paternity leave is dependent on the employment situation of their children's mothers. Right. While this does not hold uh, when uh, the roles are uh, reserved. Reversed. Right. Reversed. So um, more or less, uh, if you're a gay couple... Uh, or a single father. You, what if you're you a single father? Then what? Or happens? a single right. father. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you don't get uh, as much money and and help from uh, the Norwegian government. I totally think this agency will win. I mean, it only seems right, in my opinion. Like I said, uh, if you're dealing with a single father, what if it was a single father who adopted a child, and they're right. not getting the same. Uh, paid parental uh, <laughs> leave as a single woman who adopted a child, that's discrimination. I mean, mm-hmm. that's just what that is. <laughs> yeah, it's discrimination, and it's pretty serious, if you ask me. Uh, it's it's uh, uh, it's important in this Me Too uh, days to look at things that also... Uh, our discrimination uh, for for guys. It's it's easy to forget that uh, some guys are discriminated against sometimes. Right. Uh, yeah. And this is a, a perfect uh, example. Perfect case to point to. Right. But I mean, yeah. I think when I look at this, I see at least in America, at least where I live, which is very uh, extremely liberal, like. Uh, feminist leaning area or a lot of people here are I mean there's a lot of rednecks as well but uh, it seems like I can see some of the people I know that are really hardcore feminists being like oh this is bullshit like men don't need more uh, benefits you know what I mean they already have enough Mm -hmm. benefits they Mm -hmm. they have they can go out and get a really well-paying job where a woman gets paid less for the same job or whatever i can see that argument being made by the by the feminist side you know what i'm saying Mm. i can also see this the argument being made against this by republicans because they just don't want anybody getting any free handouts so i mean there's i can see two sides of uh going against this but in my opinion this is just 
uh, a step towards equality is all it is in my in my mind. Definitely. Uh, then Norwegian reports suggests well, it proves that uh, Beyonce, uh, Kano streaming were uh, manipulated on Tidal. So a little fun fact about Tidal. Tidal was originally Norwegian. Right, I've never uh, even used it. It's not really a thing in America. So, title? Yeah, I mean, like, I don't know anybody that uses it in America. So, right, right. Uh, streaming numbers of Beyonce and Kanye West uh, representative uh, albums on uh, rap mogul Jay-Z's streaming platform title has been manipulated, allowing stars to receive uh, royalty payouts in which newspaper said on Wednesday. It investigated reports the Financial Daily, uh, Dog and Snatting Sleeve, uh, claimed and proved, <laughs> I have to say this, that the streaming numbers for Kanye West's The Life of Pablo and Beyonce's Lemonade was inflated through manipulated user play counts on Tidal. So, I have a perfect good example for this. They interviewed this guy that uh, was talking about this on the Norwegian uh, like uh, chat show. And, and he had streamed, according to numbers from Tidal, he had uh, streamed 600 times uh, the album when he was sleeping. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you can go back and check what you watched. And then, okay. Yeah. Right. Right. And the numbers, <laughs> the numbers were like so fucking high on the other side that that he's like, I didn't play this song three o'clock in the morning. I was asleep. And uh, and of course, Norwegian's artist has fi filed a complaint over titles of false streaming. They want money back. They want money. Because this has to do with royalties. The more you get played, the more money you get. And it is a little bit suspicious. Just a little bit suspicious. That's one of uh, JC. Is he a friend of Beyonce? Do you think, JC? Yes. I mean, it's a, they're married, oh. obviously. Oh, they're married! Oh, so maybe he knows Kanye West as well, look. Do they get along, though? I don't know. Oh, they are best friends! I wonder how this could happen. So fucking strange. And you're kind of... The biggest thing that you're... I mean, you mentioned it, but you're not pointing it out right here. Jay-Z owns... The platform. Owns <laughs> the platform where it's been cheated with his best friend. Exactly. And his fucking and his wife. wife. Yeah. And they're making m money off of it. Exactly. What a shock! Ooh! I'm so surprised since absolutely nobody. Uh, according course. to this, uh, through its holdings, Project Panther made 56 million dollars in March 2015. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's a lot of money. 
Oh, that is a lot of fucking money. Hey, uh, tell me the tale of the Swedish policeman, Luke. All right. Swedish uh, police officer in Sweden has faced disciplinary action after leaving his service weapon in a lavatory of a petrol station. A very European <laughs> sentence. <laughs> you would never hear an American saying, leaving his service weapon in the lavatory of a petrol station. <laughs> and, and he left his gun in the shitter at a gas station, because... is what I would say. <laughs> <laughs> The officer will be fined 25% of his wage for five days. That does not seem like very much money. I don't know, though. <laughs> no, a forgetful officer no, is reported no. to have made an error during a critical phase of an operation against violent crime in western Sweden, according to a report. Um, a subsequent visitor to the facility found the gun, which was kept safe place till it was eventually recovered. It just would have been terrible if it was a kid that found it, obviously. Oh, yeah, yeah. By the way, is it okay that we change main topic for next week and look uh, through the Norwegian-Swedish war? We never ever talked about it. Why, why Norway hates Swedes? Sure, we'll talk. Let's talk about it after the show. But yeah, it's your yeah. pick. So that whatever. Seems like, yeah. yeah. Uh, but the uh, U.S. embassy opens in Jerusalem and. Uh, Hamas was really happy about that. Uh, I think that's just a bunch of bullshit. Um, right, the <laughs> we talked about the uh, the White House, the the uh, Trump administration, I guess is a good way to put it, um, saying that they wanted to move mm -hmm. the uh, embassy, the U.S. embassy, to Jer Jerusalem, which made the Palestinians very mad. <clears throat> really, what is this all comes down to is. You got a bunch of Jewish people and Christians in America that want to, they want th this embassy in their holy place. And then you have the Muslims in all, all around that area who want uh, the capital of the country to be their holy place. And so it's kind of a holy war in a way. Am I getting that correct, Fro? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they were already protesting this but the protests got bigger, obviously, on the day that the embassy opened. Um, the Israelis had already killed a bunch of protesters in the, in the last month or two, including uh, reporters. Uh, a few, I think like a month ago, it, it was uh, big news that Israeli soldiers, snipers actually, had shot uh, reporters who were wearing... Uh, like identifying markers that said, you know, uh, press or reporter right on them, and they were shot by the Israeli troops anyways. It was a big story. Um, and then this happened, the thing with the embassy, and the protests in Palestine got bigger, and the it got bloodier, um, and uh, the White House... Uh, well, I, I got 55 Palestinian... Palestinian protesters were killed uh, in one day. I believe s over 700 were in injured, is what I saw. Um, mm. Oh, no, wait, here it is, 2,700. So that's way more than I thought it was. 55 protesters killed, 2,700 injured. And I believe the death toll has gone up since this article, uh, is what I heard. Um, and the White House is 
blaming Hamas because they said that Hamas <clears throat> was with the Palestinians and held children at the front of the line to be killed by the Israeli soldiers. So it's not the Israeli soldiers' fault for shooting, it's Hamas's fault that all these people died. According to the White House, of course. More um <clears throat> Right. Um what do you think <sighs> about this whole thing? I mean I I, I think the whole Palestinian Gaza it's, Israel it's never it's never thing the, is the people it's very complicated and yeah. very complex and there's a lot of ins and outs and I don't want to go down that road but let's just talk about this situation what do you think about this it's never the people's fault that hold the guns for shooting it's the guns fault for being deadly it's the same rhetoric in this as we heard in so many fucking other ways. It's so... It irritates the fuck out of me. It irritates the bejesus out of me that some, someone's like, Oh, Hamas pulled children in the front. And Israel shoot it on, on them. It was Hamas's fault. Well, you shot, though, mm. right? You could have just chosen not to shoot the kids. That would have been another option. That's what I'm thinking. Oh, no, 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 no. That's not them to blame, Luke. You can't blame them. It was all Hamas's fault. You can't blame Israel. I mean, you will. people get a lot... If you say Israel is bad at doing anything, you're instantly labeled as anti-Semitic. Even if they're murdering people or trying to get us into a war with Iran or Syria, <clears throat> which was what we were talking about last week, you still get called anti-Semitic if you say there's something wrong in Israel. Uh, I mean, their leadership is just awful, is really what it comes down to, so... It's just, it's just like oh, it, I don't, I don't get it. I, I like the the logic of it is so fucking back. But you gotta just it's think like, of like, it all. The whole thing is a big holy war. Like it's all sects of religions fighting each other, and they don't talk about it in that way on the news. But that really is what this whole thing is. Of course, it is. Jews are killing Muslims. Muslims are shooting back. Right, and, but the thing is, is, Americans are represented there, at least in this administration, is the Christians. And that's the way the Israel and the Palestinians see America in this scenario, is as Christians fighting with the Jews against the Muslims. So uh, it's a, in, in, when you're in that mindset, you just see everybody as a religious uh, entity. You know what I mean? But it, it, oh, it irritates me. But at least the aliens are coming back. Woohoo! We always need the aliens. Well, so, they might be just living inside the moon. Remember hollow moon theory? It might be that the aliens are living in mm -hmm. the moon projecting a hologram and that, yeah. Because I see an alien tank resting on the moon. That was the story this week in a few different places. Yep. 
it looks like a tank. Uh, it it really really looks like. It a tank. looks as much like a tank as the face on Mars look like a face. You know what I mean? It is. Yeah. I mean, it is a rock. It's pretty easy to see that it's a rock. Right. But a user yeah. state started that. Uh, stated that NASA has been covering any signs of extraterrestrial life for years, and it won't provide a satisfactory of explanation so. of such sightings. Uh, many conspiracy theorists believe NASA already knows alien exists, uh, and still keep this news under wraps. Uh, <laughs> are aliens preparing for war? Alien hunters are claiming that intelli intelligence alien species live on the moon. I was right. This is that ain't that uh, hollow moon theory. And they're building up an army to combat us. Uh, to support the claim, a YouTuber has posted a video that shows the alleged alien tank present on the lunar surface. Uh, after seeing the video, the alien enthusiast made a bold claim that the extraterrestrial species uh, monitors our activities from the moon and they will attack us soon. Uh, I mean, this... I just think it looks like rock, like Fro said. Um, <laughs> like, it does kind of have the shape of, like, what a tank could look like, but here's the thing, Fro. If you were an alien force and you were living on the moon and you wanted to attack Earth, would a tank be a good choice? Because... <laughs> can't really drive it here. <laughs> I mean, it depends... If it's a flying tank, I guess. or if it's a big tank, or... Or maybe they're just waiting, uh, like, maybe if they attack us, then we're going to go to the moon, and they need ground troops on the moon? I, I don't know. But yeah, there's a video out remember, there... remember, we never been on the Sorry. moon. Sorry. There's a video on YouTube <laughs> by Secure Team 10, is where this all came from, so... I said, remember, we've never been on the moon, it was a joke. That's true, yeah. <laughs> Hey, we have an email address. It's anotherdigitalcitizen at gmail.com. Anotherdigitalcitizen at uh, gmail.com. I almost forgot our own email address there. That's good. Have you gotten any e e emails this week? Yeah, we got one from Jeremy. Uh, he says, Oh. Hey, guys, I'm still alive, just very busy. I haven't abandoned you, and I will be back. Jeremy. That's all he says. Oh, oh! Thank you, Jeremy. For so at least he's still alive. Thank you, Jeremy. That actually sounded more like a chicken than any chicken that you've done ever, at least that I've heard. So. <laughs> And that was the Eurovision intro, if if somebody wanted to know. Um, how did we do uh, guessing who would uh, go on for, from uh, semi-final two? Uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, me neither. Oh. Because I forgot to write it down. Because <laughs> you were so out of it last week, you forgot to write anything down. That's my guess, right? Yeah. Let's see, what did I... Let me go okay. through it, and I can tell you which ones I picked. That went in. I picked okay. Ukraine. I picked, I picked Netherlands. I picked yes. Serbia. Mm -hmm. And then I had one more probably, right? 
Oh, Slovenia. Yeah. So I got four out of four. Or no. One, two. I picked Sweden. I picked the Netherlands. I remember that. Well, I didn't pick any of the ones that didn't win, so I must have gotten five out of five. So. Yeah. I picked uh, some. But uh, who won? <coughs> who won? <coughs> who won the final? <coughs> was it uh, was it somebody I said would uh, would win the final? Look, was it somebody I said would win the final? That won. Look. I, I don't know. I don't know. Why don't you was reveal it? it to everybody who won? It was Israel. Look. Israel. I feel like we were just talking about them. Oh, right. About mm -hmm. how horrible their government is and how terrible everything's going on there. Hmm. All right. <laughs> but but this is a song contest, look. Nobody right. There's, cares and about the thing about Eurovision is uh, no politics. So there's no way that this was any yes. in any way political. Or it's not possible oh. that they push the crap out of the song over every other song online and cause people to want to vote for this before they ever even heard her do it live. That couldn't have had anything to do with it, right? It wasn't that when I went on YouTube and we even experienced this on the show that any U Eurovision song, the very next song to autoplay was that song. That couldn't have had anything to do with it, right? No, it was a popular song. It was a good song with a good message. Yeah, it's no way that people were tricked into thinking Blue. it was a good song, even though it wasn't a good song. It was a good song. It was song, not Luke. a good song. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good song, Luke. <laughs> and, and, and who said it would be win, winning? Hmm. Basically who everybody said, on YouTube. On uh, so it not and, a surprise. But but who, who said last week... Hmm, if I had to pick one, I have to pick Israel. And I said I you're probably you. right last week, so I don't know why you're trying to get all <laughs> snooty about it. I said you're probably right, but I don't I don't think it should win. Uh, that's what I said. I think it should win. I don't. And I'll tell you, here, I actually found, I... there's an article from Kotaku called The Worst Song Won Eurovision. That's the name. Uh, Article by Gita Jackson. You were wrong, Lutz. Let me Come read a little on, excerpt from this. Although Eurovision attempts to be an apolitical to the point of banning song lyrics about current events, it isn't as if politics hmm. aren't present. Uh, Ukraine's Jamal, 1944, is yeah. a song about eth ethnic yeah. cleansing of the Crimea uh, by yeah. the Soviets, and it would be naive to think it was coincidental that it won the same year that Russia was annexing, uh, that annexed Crimea. Israel's presence in the Eurovision is already controversial. Uh, Tunisia, Morocco, and Lebanon do not participate in the contest, even though they're eligible, eligible to, because of Israel's presence. I didn't know that. That's interesting. Netta's mm. speech post-win about celebrating diversity was uncomfortable to hear, given the turbulent situation in Israel cur currently. Uh, which I that whole speech at the end was really like it felt uncomfortable to me. Um, the memory of it felt even more uncomfortable after today's news of dozens of Palestinians being killed in Gaza during the unveiling of the U.S. Embassy. It is socially irresponsible to overlook these troubling politics. I don't know if I fucking care. Uh, and here's my two cents about it. Uh, 
one of the reasons why I'm saying it that fucking close and really uh, rude is because Azerbaijan has won Eurovision. I don't. I, I, that doesn't and, mean anything to me. What is? It, what do you mean? Well, Azerbaijan is a country. Uh, is a Muslim country, and if you look into what Azerbaijan has done in politics, it's a horrible, horrible, horrible country. Uh, if you look into what uh, Russia has done with gay rights, it's a horrible, horrible country. There's a lot of if you if we should pick only countries that has been somewhat. Um, but Russia was kicked nice. out last year for and, political reasons. Yeah, l- l- listen, listen, I, I wasn't, I wasn't finished. If, 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 we, if we, we're just going to pick out countries that we we thought were sensible and and nice, it would be uh, uh, Norway, Sweden, Denmark, not Germany, because you have to remember, never forget what Germany did. Uh, it had to be Scandinavia. It's like Nordic vision or Scandinavia vision. That's all, all we had to have. Other countries has done something terrible. You have to, you have to remember that the UK also like Brexit and all the shit that's going through Brexit. That's why uh, England didn't go higher than it did actually, but it at, at least it beat fucking Finland. But all right, let me make my point real quick because you're you're it just is, you're it, it, going off the, on a tangent here, but. I think yeah, the point the is, thing, last year, point, Russia point, got kicked is. out of, of it for cheating in the Olympics, right? And th- No, 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 that no, was no, the, no. It was no, because of the, the doping reason. scandal. That's why no, they were kicked out last year. No, no, no. The reason why uh, uh, Russia was uh, kicked out of, of Eurovision last week, was uh, no, last year, was when they were in Ukraine. The girl that sang from Russia, that also sang this fucking year, and didn't fucking qualify. It was a shit song this year, by the way. It was the same song. Plain and simple. But 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 plain and simple. It was because she sang in 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 Crimea, and 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 and, uh, uh, Ukraine said before she came into the Eurovision Song Contest. That people has been in Crimea that did actually was Ukrainian at one part wouldn't be allowed to be in in there. So yes, it is being full of politics. This is not the first time a political uncorrect decision. That was exactly won. what I just and said. I, so, I just read that whole thing. I'm you're so, you're making so my point happy. for me, Fro, because I said that. Uh, it's not coincidence. It's clear that the, the, there's politics involved here. I was just saying, which I'm trying to get to my point, is, is oh my gosh, People yeah, go ahead. I'm going to let you just wear yourself out so I can make my point. <laughs> no, no, but, but you, people don't care. It's a good song and to the Me Too campaign. It's a it's powering not, song. Here, let me read another uh, I... little bit from this article. And mind you, this is written by a woman, Okay. Where to begin uh, with this song? The clucking noises, the Megan Trainer level commercialization of uh, empowering feminism, uh, the kimono. Uh, one of the worst aspects of toys is there's so many incongruent elements that the whole thing is a giant muddled mess. Uh, take the lyrics, which are written by Dora Melday, 
and are inspired to the Me Too movement. And then they just list the lyrics that, remember, you read it, and we're like, okay, this is maybe not mm-hmm. that great uh, uh, talking about baka boy, which is a J- Japanese word for idiot. So when she says baka boy in the song, she's saying uh, idiot boy. So she's calling men stupid mm-hmm. idiots. So I don't think, it's, again, I've said this in the past, we're not going to argue about it because I think one thing, you think another. I don't think this is as strong in the Me Too movement or in female empowerment as people say it is. It's a jokey song. It's not offensive. You don't get the joke. It's like, it's, it's like, knock, it's a knock, knock joke that you don't get. It's okay that you don't get it. I just, but, I don't, I don't, but, I don't, I don't take offense to but it, piece, but I don't think don't it's, I, I, but, but if it's a joke, like you, you, you standing is, there, is it a joke that's making on fun something of the Me Too that, movement then? No, no, it isn't. But you have to, you have to remember that this one. Ta- I said at the beginning we're going to agree to disagree, but now you're arguing with me about it. I don't want to argue about it, but I but, just don't think it's as strong in the Me Too, to the Me, to female empowerment as people are saying it is. I think people have been tricked into thinking it is by it being pushed down their throats that this is what it is. But I don't think it really is that, in my mind. So we're going to agree it, to disagree. She said it. She said it in the in the interview. She told the BBC before this in an interview with BBC what the song meant. Okay. And? Yeah. And that's what she meant. What? <laughs> it is a jokey song about empowerment for girls. Right, but that doesn't have anything to do with me thinking that it's... Uh powerful to uh, important to women's empowerment i don't see this being something like they're calling it an anthem for the me too movement and i don't see that at all no i don't see it at all oh maybe you're not a woman uh clearly (laughs) (laughs) that's the problem uh but yeah plus this is just Uh, a bad song lyrically is what it comes down to to me it's not a good song lyrically so Mm. Oh, and the other thing is, at least in the live version I saw, she's not mixing live Mm. at the Eurovision. Like, she wasn't using her mixing boards. It was all done pre. No. So that even took it down more for me, because if she would have actually been mixing it live, I love live, uh, like, live mix music. um, And I I love, like, actual good DJs that I enjoy that. But she wasn't doing that in this. So that's another thing that goes against her for me so i don't know i don't want i don't i wanted to give the song song a chance remember when i first heard it and i said the first bit of it i really wanted to like it and then i didn't and that's just and it's been uh roman reigns in my mind in a way where like it's been pushed so hard and then it one and it was like no other song even had a chance because none of those other songs were pushed as hard by the powers that be as the but song was. That, that makes no fucking sense because it was the most closest voting in years. No, let me look at this in again because years. the song was way above in points. No, it was. It was five. <laughs> you have, you it have, was a hundred points have, above the ne- above number two. That's nothing. Do you know how much points the last year's won by? Well, sure, but I'm just saying, like it. Yeah. The next two are it's a nothing. lot, like uh, three and four are only two yeah, but, points away. But it's, but it's absolutely nothing. It it won by a slim, slim, slim 
thing. But let's move on. Let's move on to the WWE Book of Margaret. Come on, everybody. It is uh, the WWE Book uh, Top 10. Uh, thank you, Margaret, again. And it is the Top 10 NXT Champions. Say that again? Sorry, I did not understand that. NXT Champions. Okay, and when was this book made again? Like the end of 2017? Mm, let's see. Because we've been doing this for so long, it's like it's starting to be a little harder to. Yeah. yeah. Um, where do you think that stands in the back of the book? It's maybe? usually in the very front page. Oh, 2017. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, since 2012, NXT has future up-and-coming superstars looking to make their name in the WWE. The champions of NXT have become some of the brightest stars. Who is number one? Does this include men's, women's, and tag, or is it just men's? Uh, uh, both men and okay. women. But no tag teams? Yes, one tag team. Okay, so it's all champions. Oh, all two, right. two, two, two tag teams, yeah. Two tag teams. Okay. Let me think. I'll start uh, with uh, the Wyatts. Bray Wyatt, I guess, specifically? Mm, No. Okay. That was my tag ones. Let's see. Who else? Who is a champion that got really big? Uh, Finn Balor? Yes, he's number one. See, I was thinking of tag teams first for some reason. I don't know why. Maybe because it's easier to think of mm. in my head. What what would be number two? Um, the Shield. Nope, not on the list, Stephen. Oh, I guess yeah, that wouldn't count because they weren't champions. This is a hard list because you got to remember they're champions and that they went to the main roster. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Dean Ambrose was champion in NXT, right? Dean Ambrose. Um, he's not on the list. Jeez, I don't know. I don't watch enough NXT, I guess, is the thing. Number two is, and I don't fucking agree to this, by the way, it's Adrian Neville. Okay. <laughs> what? Okay. Uh, number three is the Ascension. Well, that's clearly wrong. They, uh... No, they were the longest NXT tag team champions. Yeah, but isn't it that they went to the main roster and something became of, came of them? Or is that not part of it? <laughs> it just says top 10 NXT champions. Oh, okay. No, okay. Sorry. Yeah. I never said it. In the description, uh, they you said that they went, like when you did the little description, you said uh, they went to the main roster and become, so uh, that yeah, got stuck in my uh, head and then I started picking people who went to the mm-hmm. main roster. So yeah. Okay. I, okay. I kind of screwed up, but continue. Number four is Paige. It's a good one. Number five is Bo Dallas. Bo Dallas by himself? Okay. Yeah. Um, he became the youngest NXT champion. Right, I remember. Uh, number six is Samoa Joe. Number seven is Asuka. Number eight is The Revival. Number nine is Biggie. And number ten is Charlotte. Okay, yeah. 
it's e- like the the lists are always easy after you hear them. You go, oh yeah, I should have got that. I should have got that. But when you're in, the, you know, when you're in the moment, it's that uh, you're, you're, the pressure's on. It's hard to think. So that was the WWE book of top ten of Margaret. Thank you again, Margaret. Again. So uh, I've heard some rumors that you've seen some TV. Uh, let's talk about wrestling, I guess. Uh, do you see w- uh, Raw and SmackDown? I did saw Raw and SmackDown. I even made uh, Margaret watch a little of, of SmackDown. <laughs> or, or I didn't make her. She 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 watched it. <laughs> Nothing super exciting on either one. But the thing is, they're <laughs> when they were in UK, so they got to pre-tape the show before they yes. air it. So nothing really exciting is going to happen because it would all get spoiled on the internet. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, this yeah. week was is going to be bad, but I didn't think it was that great as far as wrestling goes. Did you hear? I guess we could have put this in the news, but it kind of goes with wrestling. Uh, they're legalizing sports betting in the UK federally. You know what? how we always get the... When we watch pay-per-views, me and Fro will check what the the odds are the betting odds on the matches because uh and they we usually we always get them from the uk because that's where they allow that kind of betting well the trump administration just passed the thing that says that it's going to be allowed in the u.s now so we're going to be able to get sport uh wrestling betting odds from the u.s pretty soon it's going to be a a little while till it all goes through but yeah oh you made the mistake because you said the uk first i was like the UK has had it for ages. Oh, did so I long. say UK instead of US? My bad. Yeah, I meant... Yeah, yes! I was like, what the fuck? No, yeah. That's... Uh, I don't know if it's gonna... Like, I, I read a few articles on it, and I never said anything about online betting, so I'm not really sure how it's all gonna work, but uh, according to the Trump administration, they're gonna try to open up uh, sports betting in the US, so we'll see what happens with that if they allow WWE betting. Which I think it's already a little weird to bet on WWE, but who knows? Oh, that will be fun when we bet over silly match- matches that is predetermined. I'm pretty good at betting on certain matches in like on in certain pay per views on WWE. So I wouldn't like if they allowed betting, Maybe I would you will do be, it probably. Become rich, yeah. You will become rich, or you know, slightly more have slightly more money one or the other um oh yeah tv of the week let's do let's i'll do a couple and then i'll, I'll let you break in because i have so much tv this week it's insane how much tv to yep. talk about celebrity big brother us got renewed for a second season whoop, whoop. Uh, i'm not sure how the hell it's gonna work because they had to like dig up celebrities out of the ground and from under rocks to even have a season this year so how are they gonna do another season Mm-hmm. They're gonna have to find like the most ridiculously Z level celebrities, but who knows? If they if they not finally 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 get OJ Simpson, maybe that's the whole thing. Maybe they fi- finally did get him, and CBS said, "Okay, if you're gonna have him, we'll allow a second season." That could be a thing. Who knows? I mean, I I would fucking pay to see OJ Simpson in that. House. Oh yeah, I don't think it's gonna happen, yeah. but. I think he's... And 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 instead of in getting eliminated, you get killed by him. I mean, from what I've... <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, 
From what I, I mean, from what we've seen, I don't think he's like all there in the head. I think mostly, like people around him, his lawyers, his agents would say, "No, we don't want you to go on Big Brother because you're going to look crazy." You know what I mean? <laughs> like you go out with a stab in your back. <laughs> it should just be another reality. It'll be like a reality, a whole different reality show, kind of like oh. The Apprentice. Except for with OJ, <laughs> and then at the end, at the end of each episode, he's like, "You've been stabbed." Yeah, you've been stabbed. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. Uh, it's not too soon because that happened in the nineties. <laughs> Let's see what else happened this week in TV. Uh, I've gotten one thing down. We're gonna take forever on TV. Uh, Joel McHale wait. show with Joel McHale at its finale. Did you see that? Yep. And according to the finale, they're going to have six more episodes in the next month, except they're all going to play at once. They're not going to be weekly. It's going to be like six episodes uh, come out all at once. I think that's weird. It's going to be really interesting. I don't know how you do that with the soup. Like, put six episodes yeah. out, out in one day for, I don't know. No. It's going to be weird, yeah. Because it's not going to be like topical, yeah. like current topics like it normally is. So, hmm. Um, Young Sheldon finale. Did you see that? Yes. Very interesting last little bit at the very end. Did you get the kind of Easter egg they put in there at the end? Yep. Uh, so I guess what we find out in this Young Sheldon is kind of we find out something about Big Bang Theory. Is that what you get out of it? Mm-hmm. Is that... Yes. Get it. What did you get out of it? No, no, I, t- I, I don't want to spoil oh, it. Oh, okay. Though. Yeah. Uh... It's probably okay to spoil it. I mean, it's been long. It's been a week. Mm. No. no, it's not. Okay. But it is something no. that definitely will have an effect on Big Bang, but who knows if that'll even come back. Uh, Big Bang Theory? Say it again? Uh, do you think uh, Young Sheldon will not come back? I think it will. Yeah. I believe it already mm. got renewed, but I could be wrong. Oh, did you hear about the crossing being already uh, shut down? I did not. There was a there was a lot yeah. of them because the other thing that got canceled this week was Last Man on Earth uh, with Will Forte, yeah. which I really enjoyed. It's very weird. This is going to be a weird ending, uh, but I think it probably is the best for it to go because it it, it was kind of running out of steam as far as the jokes in the show go and stuff like that. Um, okay, I didn't watch it after season one. Sure, so. I, I would recommend going back. Uh, I can kind of spoil this because you're never gonna find out anything about it. But uh, there's just a they. Right at the end, you find out there's like hundreds of people living underground, and it's like, and we're of never course. that's never gonna go anywhere. We never meet any of them or no. anything like that. So it's weird. Uh, uh. it's a weird place for the show to end. You know what I mean? Especially when the name of the show is Last Man on Earth, and I complained about that in season one. That they there was they in season one there was already a second person, so it ruined the title. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wish they would have gone at least one season with only one person, and I think the show would have lasted longer if they would have done that. But that's not how it was written. Let's see, where else do we go? Why don't you do some TV that you saw? Well, I saw the Norwegian show Yemabala. Okay. Uh, home ground. It's uh, translated about, and uh, I saw this with my father. Um, 
I, I really, really liked it. It is a show uh, all about this uh, football team that has uh, gone from uh, second uh, league to the first league, to the Premier League of Nor- Norwegian football. And they lose their coach to a heart attack and uh, uh, give the chance to the first female coach in Norwegian football history. Oh, is it based off of a true story? About... Oh, no, okay. it's not. It's it's just uh, uh, the team that it's it's about. It's it doesn't really exist either. So, but it is fucking amazing. It's that good. My father, that doesn't care about football at all, like no zero silts, not at all. He is addicted to it. <laughs> He's like, oh, I want to know how how can I be. He, he was watching it and he was like, how can I be so engaged and wanting to know how a football match ends? Right. <laughs> Well, they make it more interesting on a TV show than in real life watching football, probably. But yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, and uh, that's one of the things that I've seen this week. You go on. Let's see. Uh, Timeless finale was this mm-hmm. week, season yeah. two finale. Very good finale. The show is just twists and really? turns and like all over the place, and like you think you yeah. know what's going on, and then all of a sudden everything changes, and the very ending. Like, the very last thing you see in this uh, season was like, what the fuck? How do you go from here? Mm-hmm. Yep. And next season is going to be very it's strange. Of, it's one of the best endings I, I've seen in a long time. It was kind of cheesy in a way, where it was like, oh my gosh, that's the thing. <sighs> like, uh, it felt it very... You know what it felt like? The end of... Uh, of Back to the Future, where he comes out of the car, and he's like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, it's him and the girlfriend or whatever, and then Doc takes them off, which they ended up having to change mm. so they could make a second one, but this was kind of the same. The two come out of the the time machine, you know what I mean? And they're like, alright, we gotta mm-hmm. go into the future, you know? It was totally Back to the Future mm. 1, the ending. It was very interesting, but it's still <laughs> very, very cool ending. Uh, what else? You see anything else this week? Uh, the hundred is still good. Yeah, I'm an episode behind. I didn't see the one yesterday, but I'm I'm seeing everything else. Hmm. What else did you see? Uh, Barry, the finale of Barry. Yeah. See that? One of my favorites. One of my favorites uh, new uh, uh, shows of this year so far. What did you think of the finale? I fucking. I didn't like it. Uh, I I thought it was a little like lackluster. I like how they were able to wrap the story up and kind of set up for a new season and not. Um, mm. I like the way the, the story was written, but I think you're right. It was very a little bit lackluster. But the show itself is a little bit lackluster because it is that dry humor. So, yeah. Mm. Uh, Superior Donuts had their last episode this week. Uh, I decided to binge it. Cool, so awesome. I'm on episode. Let's see which episode is it. Uh, 
<sighs> Have you watched everything of it? It was the finale on Monday, and I watched it. Yep, the se the series finale, because yeah. it got canceled as well, uh, with a whole bunch of yeah. other stuff. But we found out it got canceled a while ago. Uh, episode 6, I am, on Superior Donuts. Of season 1? I will miss it, yeah. No, of season 2. Oh, two. season 2, alright. I will. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love this fucking season. It, it, the I, season I, I finale am... wraps up really well, and it's a really strong ending. Oh, and like, um, they knew they were gonna be. This was gonna be the series series finale, so they wrote it that way, and it feels like that. So it's got a good ending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So feel, uh, don't feel like you're gonna get to the end and be let down because I I wasn't. So. Oh, that's so nice to hear. And I just think it was such a great cast, you know, with the, uh. <sighs> Just everybody in it, really. All the the whole cast was just amazing in that. I thought. I don't know why it got canceled, but you know, I can understand other people not understanding its sense of humor. I can understand it, I guess. Mm. It is really, really, really dry. Well, that and it's political, kind of in a way. Um, it's got an underlying social political standpoint. And if you if you're looking for just entertainment and you don't want to be like the uh, Watching something that has to do with politics or whatever, uh, it might you might be annoyed by that. I don't know, but it, it, same with mm. Roseanne, right? Every episode of Roseanne has like some kind of weird politics. Even this last episode mm. did with the opioids. <laughs> so that was weird, opioids, right? I did yeah. was not expecting the end that of this was, last episode. What the hell? That was so funny. Though. It's fun. What funny? It's so weird. Is this yeah. going to be a running thing that like now, Roseanne has an opioid problem? <laughs> I don't, I don't know, know how the where does the comedy come out of that? It's just strange, but yeah. Let's see, uh, Big Brother Canada finale, so you can go and binge oh! Big Brother Canada now. Oh, <laughs> I can find the binge. Right, I don't want to. I won't spoil anything for you, but I was super happy with who won. That's all I'll say. All right, very good season. Uh, they I think went all out for the season. Um, not sure if you could have done anything better than this as far as big brother goes so uh let's see what else i guess the i guess gotta have one more thing so do you have anything else no i saw a show this week called carter uh which was on the bravo okay. network uh aired yesterday it was episode one first episode of the new season uh it has Believe it or not, Jerry O'Connell uh, and uh, Sidney Poitier's daughter, believe it or not, who's um, she's pretty. She's not. She is. Uh, she's not as good of an actress as her father, obviously. But she is. Uh, she's wow. decent, I guess. He's fucking. He's fucking Sidney Poitier. Right, exactly. But I mean, <laughs> she does yeah. look like him. It's she really does look like him. She's a very attractive lady, but she's got uh, Sid, uh, the same face, kind of. And believe it or not, her name is Sydney Portier, except it's spelled S Y D N E O instead of S I. Yeah. So it's got her and Jerry O'Connell and Donnie from the TV show Weeds. Or no, no Ooh. Donnie from. Uh, uh, well, bah, 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 something black. What am, what am I thinking of? Uh, Orange is the new black. No, the other, uh, the one with the the uh, clones. 
that got canceled last year, that ended up, that finished last year. Oh, why can I not remember it? Is he named Froda, by the way? No, his name is Kristan Braun, so I think he might be no, is, Nordic. It's your name, Froda, because you don't remember. Orphan is, or, Orphan Black, right. I was going to say Orphan is oh, the new orphan Black. Orphan Black. Orphan is the new Black. <laughs> you know, Donnie from Orphan Black. Like, that would be the best TV show He's ever. the husband of the <laughs> soccer mom in that. <laughs> what? Orphan is the new oh, Black. Yes, it is. I'm going to make that show. Oh. It's going to be a really good parody show. <laughs> Oh, it's where they're please. they're in a jail, except everybody is uh, a clone of each other. So the whole the whole jail is just filled with one person. Jail is filled with clones with one actor. Even the guards are clones oh. of. <laughs> oh, that that needs that needs to just it's a, that would be a good SNL sketch. I don't know if it'd be a real show, but it'd be oh. a very good SNL sketch. Guess what I'm downloading, by the way. What? Uh, Big Brother Canada season six. Nice. Make sure yep. it doesn't go too high because we don't want to ruin our sound quality. But um, the other thing I guess that I missed in TV round, uh, you you're gonna binge watch this. I was all ready to binge watch Brooklyn Nine Nine because I've never seen an episode. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I've never seen yeah. it. Uh, I saw the news; it had gotten canceled by Fox. It was gonna be off the air. Yeah. And then literally the end of the day. Uh, it got picked up by NBC, so it's gonna be back. Embassy, which yeah. yeah, I'll wait, I guess, until it's actually over to binge it. So that's that's where I'm at with Brooklyn Nine Nine. It was very weird though, because I was like, "Cool, I'm gonna be able to watch this show now," and then it was like, "Uh, no." You know, I'm not a big fan of that show, right? Oh, really? Okay. I yeah. thought you I'm not kind a big of. Fan uh, of I thought you had watched it though, right? Oh. I, I, oh, yeah, I watched it, yeah. Well, I don't know if I'm going to like yeah. it or not, because I've never seen an episode, but once it's over, I'll let you know. Cause, but it's going to be more cool. than a year before I watch it, so. What did you think about... Uh... <laughs> Westworld. Oh, I'm behind on Westworld. <gasps> You're behind on Westworld? Yeah, I, I, how much TV did I just go through that I had to watch this week? <laughs> of course I'm behind on Westworld. Let's see, I'm behind on Survivor by two episodes, behind on Westworld by two episodes, I'm behind on Elementary by two episodes. So, and I, I, Oh, Elementary, I'm not even... I'm not even done with the second season of Elementary. Oh, really? It, uh, it has three episodes out? And got picked up for another season already, so oh, it's there's going to cool. be a seventh season. So it did. Yeah. It, it must have done well in the ratings. I'm not really sure how well, but it must have done well. So it's time for our main topic, and we're going to take uh, talk about uh, David Crush, and uh, we also are going to talk about the branch, the Vidians. Um, right. I guess our main uh, topic kind of is David Crush. Because that's how, what yeah. I kind of picked, or I guess what the powers that be in the in the universe picked when I randomly went down a Wikipedia page that said uh, people who think they're Jesus. And this this is what we ended up with. So it should be an interesting little uh, thing. There was a bunch of stuff in here that I didn't know about. Specifically, oh. first thing I guess is that David Koresh 
wasn't actually named David Koresh. His real name was Vernon Wayne Howell, which I never yeah. knew that. I thought it was interesting. I, I never knew that either. And this is so strange because when Luke picked this topic, I was reading a book called The Wake of Siege, an American tragedy by Jake Rosewood or uh, Dwayne Walker. I really recommend that book. It's two hours and 28 minutes. It's not a huge book. It's not a thick book. Mm -hmm. It goes uh, through the Waco siege and why why it happened and goes also through like theories of, of what it happened and we will talk a little about it. So when Luke picked it, I was in the middle of that book. <laughs> and you, so fin you finished it now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. I think I finished it. Yeah, because it's it's like I said, it's just two hours and twenty eight minutes. Sure. Yeah. So, who was this David Koresh? Look, right, uh, American leader of Branch Davidian sect, like we said, believed himself to be a prophet. Uh, he came from a dysfunctional family background. Uh, and really, let's get into kind of his back. The his younger life because i think most people what people most know him for is what happened in waco texas which is what you were talking about mm -hmm. in the book uh but really i think what because we picked him what we're going to talk mostly about is him and his religion that kind of led up to that the branch davidians themselves so let's start with his early life i guess uh yeah he was born vernon wayne howell in August of 17, 1959, in Houston, Texas. He was born of a mother of 14 years old. She That's was crazy. Bonnie Sue Clark. I'm never, uh, I didn't think about it until now, but that might explain some things later on in this story. <laughs> you think about it, his mother yes. was 14? Hmm? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Oh, yeah, definitely. And uh, his father was Bobby Wayne Howell, and before Crush was even born, his father met another teenage girl and abandoned Bunny Sue. Crush never met his father, and his mother uh, began living with an al violent alcoholic. So, Crush uh, did not have the best of lives, to say it mildly. It reminds me of the story from that guy from Mind Hunter, actually, if you remember that. Yes. It was the exact yes. same story, kind of. <clears throat> Yeah, yeah, yeah. And by the, uh, going back to Bo Bobby Wayne Howell, it's like the most southern name of all time, maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's really Bobby like... Wayne Howell. Bob Bobby Wayne Howell. Here. Howdy. <laughs> right, in the, yeah. uh, I guess part more of his early life in 1963, uh, he, his mother left her boyfriend and put, uh, left him in care of his maternal with in the care of his maternal grandmother uh mm -hmm. his mother returned when he was 7 after marrying a carpenter and Clark had a son together oh her and Clark had a son together named Roger so he had a brother named Roger mm -hmm. I was born in 1966 Koresh described his early Childish as lonely due to his poor study skills and dyslexia, he was put in special education class and was nicknamed Vernie. Not a nice name to call people. I don't know. Uh, is fellow... it? Does it... Vernie. I guess maybe in, in 1960, or, uh, whenever this was, 
And maybe it was mm. a little more mean than now. I, if I was named Vernon, right? Uh, that's his name, right? Vernon. And they mm. called me Vernie? Doesn't really seem like that bad of a name, but... Hmm. Maybe like Bernie, like Sesame Street, maybe. But uh, Koresh uh, dropped out of uh, Garland High School in his junior year, so he doesn't have any education after high school. Right, he didn't even finish high school. Well, I mean, yeah. one year t before, but still. Uh, when Koresh was 22 years old, and we will hear now this story, it's like he had a sexual relationship with a 15-year-old who became pregnant, um, then he claimed to be born-again Christian in the Southern Baptist Church and soon joined his mother's church, the Seventh-day uh, Adventist Church, where he fell in love with his pa uh, in love with the pastor's uh, daughter. And while praying for guidance, he opened his eyes and allegedly found the Bible open at Isaiah 34, 6, stating that none should want for her mate. Convinced this uh, was a sign of God, he approached the pastor and told him that God wanted him to have his daughter for his wife. <laughs> and, uh, so yeah, he's hearing out. God. Like, how yeah. does it say how old he was? This was when he was mm, twenty-two. Uh, maybe a little 22. older than twenty-two, and he was hearing yeah. hearing voices in his head. So, and they say earlier he was dyslexic and he was in special classes. I'm, I'm thinking there's something going on here. As far as like he's yes. hearing voices in his head, yeah. I'm looking mm -hmm. a, a little closer at Isaiah thirty four sixteen here, Fro. Uh, I'll read the whole thing. Seek ye out of the book of the Lord and read. No one of these shall fail. None shall want her mate. For my mouth it has commanded, and his spirit it hath gr gathered them. So it's even in the very beginning of this passage, it says, seek ye out the book of the Lord. Meaning, that was right. the thing that they said a lot in a documentary me and Fro watched. Um, it was like an M MSNBC documentary about the whole situation. Really good documentary, by yeah. the way. <clears throat> it was back in when uh, MSNBC was still good. It was when that was made, mm -hmm. which was interesting to see. Um <clears throat> It says, seek ye out the book of the Lord, which he, it, when he was younger, he was, you know, he was raised super hardcore Bible, Bible study, Bible thumper. Uh, and it seemed like they, in that documentary, they portrayed that he really followed kind of an, the evangelical preachers on the radio and things like that. That's the kind of Christian he was before, like, before he moved on to what we, we find out later. And uh, this love story that we told you about about uh, uh, going to his pastors, it didn't end that good because the pastor drew him out. And when he continued to proceed in his pursuit of uh, the daughter, he was expelled from the congregation as a 22-year-old. Right. And this was from <clears throat> uh, the Seventh-day Adventist church right because yes. he had tried the southern baptist church before that i guess so he was actually mm -hmm. at this point in his life just kind of looking around for what religion he wanted i think is the thing and uh, in 82 he moved to vehicle texas when where he joined the branch the vietnams and uh this is kind of uh, like you said before this is kind of a new thing for us because every time we have looked into people that 
thought there were Jesus, they have created their own church. This is right. the first uh, guy that I think we talked about that joined a church and made it even more crazy. <laughs> right, he he joined a church and then said, "Oh, I'm the I'm actually the prophet of this specific religion." After he joined it, and then kind of took it over, mm-hmm. which is the interesting mm-hmm. that it, he took over the religion instead of just creating the religion, creating a new scratch. one. Yeah, right, exactly. Which yeah. most of those religions are created from scratch, like they're based off something. But this one had, was already a thing, the Branch Davidians. Which I guess we should talk about that uh, really quick. Yes, uh, I mean this. This religion is is uh, pretty old. Uh, we we begin already in nineteen twenty nine when a guy called Victor Hoytef 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 or Hoytef something like that something like it's that. Bulgarian uh, and uh, he tried to to uh, to start it but. Uh, uh, but it was uh, ordinated in 1955. Right, yeah. So they tried to start it in 29, but it didn't really go anywhere. Right, and, he, uh, he presented his views in a book called The Shepherd's Rod in 1929. So it was kind of the basis of all this, everything that we're going to be talking about in the future. In 1955 is when they actually set it up. It says, uh, in 1935, they established the headquarters in Waco, Texas, uh, known as the Shepherd's Rod. In 1942, they renamed it the General Association of Davidian Seven-Day Adventists, which they were like, that's just too (laughs) insanely long to try to say every time we do like a, a... meeting about oh we need to check the budget and then they had to do that at every meeting they're like fuck this <laughs> so they moved but it's it. a little like the the mormons that are called the seventh day uh no what are they called the uh, the, the jesus christ church of the latter of the latter day saints, saints nobody right. yeah, which now has actually that. become kind of like a separate sect of mormonism uh which is right. strange but yeah whole different topic i guess uh but we have this Benjamin Robin, and he's he's going to be uh, important for what's what will happen because uh, uh, he was leading this church when uh, when uh, Koresh came in. David Koresh came into the church, and uh, he <clears throat> he had a son. What was his name? George, right. George, yeah. And he was kind of set up as... uh, He was going to take over for his father, obviously, as the next leader of this group. Right, which, I mean, uh, let's... uh, We got to kind of point out that this group was... uh, They were convinced of, like, an eminent end-of-the-world scenario. Like a... Right. The end of times were coming soon, uh, is what this guy, Hautef... Uh, said, um, mm. and that's why these people were following him. And, and according to one of the documentaries I watched, it was why some of these people will drop out of school so earlier you know, because they think the end of the world's coming. Why go to college when the world's going to end pretty soon? There's no point. <laughs> you mm. know what I mean? 
But uh, uh, like we said, uh, when uh, because Koresh uh, maybe had this sexual relationship with Louise Rodden, um, and uh, that was sixty-five years old at the time. Right. Uh, and when he kind of uh, came up, uh, Luis Rauden allowed Koresh to begin his teaching in his own message called the Serpent Rod, which then uh, caused controversy in, 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 in the group. And George Rauden, that he intended to be the next leader, uh, Considered them uh, Koresh uh, interloper, of course. Right, and, and he had uh, sex so... with this lady because God told him to. Again, by the way, that's right. a good, that's right. a running thing here. Uh, and then uh, after this, God instructed him to marry Rachel Jones, an- another person that was there. Uh, and uh, this caused in a power struggle between him and George Roden the son who was supposed to take over and this this is where the group kind of split up yeah and the most people went with uh, david uh because he was more charismatic as i am as i understand it mm-hmm. um so they 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 just uh continued with him that makes sense. I mean, uh, they moved to a different place, but it seems like they must have come back to the original place at some point, which I, that that's not really in here because they the the same ranch, the Mount Carmel Center, is where they ended up, but they get sent away from there to Palestine, Texas, which is strange. Uh, and th- but this is where they end up, uh, or he Koresh ends up recruiting people from all over the place, from California, UK, Israel, Australia. Um, and that same year, he traveled to Israel where he claimed to have a vision. He was the modern-day Cyrus, is what it says. Yes, and and that's uh, one of the things where uh, the name change comes, because Vernon Howell filled the petition in California State. Uh, on May 1990 to legally change his name for publicity and business purposes <laughs> to David Koresh. And uh, Koresh is a biblical name of Cyrus the Great. Uh, that was a Parisian king that also was named uh, a messiah for freeing the Jews during the Babylonian captivity. His first name, David, symbolized the lineage directly to King David, who was the new messiah that would send. And by taking the name of David Gresh, he was prophesying himself to be the spiritual descendant of King David, a messiah figure carrying out divine communication errand. I guess according to their religion, you have to have the blood of King David to be the messiah or the person who brings along the apocalypse end of times scenario, you have to be a descendant of him. So that's him pointing that that's who he is, I guess. Uh, and then like 
that's the whole thing with him, God telling him to have all these wives and have all these kids, is that he sees that as them being his descendants who are going to be the people who bring in, like, the Garden of Eden after the apocalypse. So that's kind of their belief system and where they're at. They mm-hmm. they really think this that kind of thing that I just put out there is going to happen soon. That's what their mindset is uh, in this period of time. And uh, we have to say that uh, because um, we talked about him hearing voices, he probably became more and more um, in need of pills. Instead of getting some kind of mental help, right, is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, and uh, probably went uh, coco insane because he started saying to people that uh, the ember was really, really near, and he kind of got his wish. Right, we're going to do a huge jump now to 1993. What happened on February 28th, 1993? It was not a huge jump. We were like at 1990 when he changed his name. Yeah. But, uh, I, oh, we kind of missed something. In 92, uh, he had, uh, there were, because of these marriages, uh, he was dating people. Uh, he One of the girls he was dating was actually underage. Uh, they say mm. she was 14, which is weird because mm. I hadn't put it together, but his mother was 14 when she had yeah. him. Uh, this girl, Michelle Jones. But the creepy part is that her parents, Perry and Mary Bell Jones, again, Mary Bell Jones. That's okay. That is a super yeah. southern sounding name. Mary uh, Bones. Um, <laughs> Koresh had sex with Michelle when she was 13. Okay, so younger than 14. Uh, but with the consent, the Texas Child Protection Services failed to turn up any evidence because... Uh, the Branch Davidians confi- concealed the spiritual marriage of Koresh and Michelle Jones. So it would never be- was official, but, you know, they consummated it, obviously. But that led to... Yeah, because, uh, because guess what? 1993. 15 children. 15 children. Right. David Koresh had. Like That's I said, he was working... On, according to their religion... They were supposed to have twenty. He was supposed to have twenty-four children to bring a, 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 upon the the end of times. You know, right? And he had fifteen. I had of thirty-three. So, right. So it's creepy. February nineteen ninety-three. Right in nineteen ninety-three, uh, a siege was uh, carried out by the federal and Texas state law enforcement as well as the u.s military uh the incident began when the atf attempted to raid the ranch uh and an intense gun battle erupted uh resulting in the death of government agents and six branch davidians uh they failed to raid the compound and the siege ended up lasting 51 days uh until That's the five until one people 51 days yeah. And really what it came down to is they botched the, this whole thing at the beginning is they oh, went yeah. in and they thought it was going to, they were thought they were going to be able to split people up and, and it turned out everybody was inside in one place and the ATF fired on them. The branch Davidians fired back because this guy, 
was ready for the end of times. They had guns and everything. They were ready for people to come attack them, basically. And so this was kind of what, in a strange way, kind of, they're going to see it as what he predicted. Right, Fro? Does that make sense? Like, the people who were in there, they're like, oh, this is what he predicted. This is, we've we've known this was going to happen forever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that's that's some of the problem of this story because, like we said, they were so ready for the end of the world that when the police came and tried to 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 knock on their door and say, "Hey, we have a order for your leader," they they took it as a sign as, "Aha, David was right." In his right, well, uh, the, the shooting kind of yeah. just started. Like there wasn't really any talks yeah. between them. They tried to have talks or whatever, and then the shooting happened and. It sounds like, at least from the stuff that I've read and seen, that nobody really knows who shot first. It's one of those kind of things. Yeah. So, four ATF agents were killed, 16 were wounded, six uh, branch civilians died in the initial uh, raid. Of 84, no, 85, sorry, that was there, 76 died on the last day in various day, uh, ways. Um, but one of the interesting facts that you found out was that David was shot in his head. Right, as well as one what? other guy who was in, in, yeah. in, in one of the 76 who ended up being burned alive at the end of this uh because the ATF decided to go in with a tank and shoot tear gas in to drive everybody out, but these people believed the, this was the end of time, uh, end of times, I'm sorry, like an apocalypse, so they just, they weren't going to come out. No, even if the place was on fire, it seems like, uh, if David said not to. And we, we had two people, uh, according to the autopsy, that uh, were shot in the head. Uh, right. David and one other person, according to them. Uh, in conspiracy theory world, that was all just made up, you know, to make it look like that happened. Uh, there is a lot of conspiracy theory behind this that, you know, the government did this, did that. Um, but it, what that says is that either he shot himself and then the other guy shot himself or one guy shot the other guy and then the guy who shot whoever shot himself. Uh, it, it's hard to tell when they're, you know, they're burned, but, uh, it's strange because they did, it's not like they, you know, in a cult situation, it would be like everybody shoots themselves or something like that. And it, it's not like they didn't have enough guns to do that. You know what I'm saying, Fro? Mm-hmm. These people had tons of guns, enough guns for everybody, but it was just these two people who shot themselves. So it was very strange. Really strange indeed. Uh, the branch dividends after Waco, just the two sentences about that before we, we, we go on. Uh, there's a modern indignation of branch dividends uh, that exists in the leadership of Charles Pace, a follower of Lewis and uh, Ben Roden, uh, who was a member of the branch dividends uh, since the mid-70s. Right. It's called the branch, the Lord of Righteousness. And it's legally re- recognized dominion of 
with just 12 members, not many members. His I wonder the, why. I don't think they're probably people yeah. clamoring to get into that religion. But uh, Pace claims that the Koresh twisted the Bible teachings by uh, fathering more than a dozen children with a member's wife. Sure. He feels that the Lord has endowed me and appointed me to be their leader, but claims he's not a prophet, but a teacher of righteousness. Right. So, I mean, it, I wouldn't say it continues on, but uh, these people are still following that same religion. Which we found out it start it was before this guy and it continues on after this guy, but this guy kind mm-hmm. of corrupted it in the middle is the thing. That's the way you got to look at yeah. it, or that's the way they look at it at least. Um, they still these current branch Davidians still believe in the end of times is coming very soon. They still believe in all that stuff. So that you know mm-hmm. what I mean. Um, but they don't believe in uh you know chi- uh a spiritual leader needs to have all these children to bring to bring in the end times. Um, but yeah, I think this was just a really sick guy uh, who was yeah. never diagnosed for whatever reason, and he learned how to become a really good talker from listening to all these evangelical preachers. Because if you listen to his style of oh, uh, speech... Now. Yeah, preaching, there you go. Yeah. Uh, it's very... It, it is evangelical-style preaching... Even though he's not mm-hmm. an evangelical Christian, or the stuff he's saying isn't. But, I mean, there's a lot of the same stuff, you know, end of times, this and that. Um, but he also, it seemed like he asked a lot more questions, kind of like the guy from a few weeks ago who doesn't talk much, but when he does, all, all it is <laughs> is kind of questions. All his questions, uh... yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that's what it comes down to, is th- that he was just a sick guy, and then the... ATF went in there and screwed up royally. And then when the oh, press yeah. found out about it, it's not like at that point they can stop and just let let the people be. And so everything continued to escalate and escalate and it was never going to end well um, after the ATF screwed up because the FBI and the ATF at that point had to save face and not look like the idiots in the situation. So so where do they end up in on the crazy scale? I would say like six, maybe even five and yeah. a half out of ten as far as the religion mm-hmm. goes. Uh, the story itself is crazy, but as far as the religion itself and David um, himself as like a prophet, probably only like a five or a five and a half or six because we've done some crazy religions where people are talking to alien beings that are being channeled through them. Like, yep. Like Chiron or Cryon. <laughs> Chiron. Right. Chiron, yeah. Uh, and, you know, Happy Science, which I would say is like, you know, four levels above how crazy this is. So <laughs> this is like a standard cult when it comes down to it. But the <laughs> ending and what happened in in the aftermath of, uh, or in Waco, uh, as far as the FBI and everything that was involved, that's something else. That's a whole, that makes it crazy in its own way compared to some of the other yeah. cults we've done. So have you watched your movie this week? Look, I did. I saw, well, the first one I saw was ready player one, which I hated. Okay. Uh, no. <laughs> no. Oh, you haven't seen it yet. I actually could have, like, I could have sworn you had seen it in the theater when it came out, but I guess maybe you no. just, yeah. Okay. No, no. 
right. my way to. This was my number one movie that I was going to have. Uh, antis- mm-hmm. mo- number one anticipated movie for 2018 that I said on the podcast at the beginning of the year. Uh, it was my number two. Oh, you're number two, <laughs> right. Because we, we both yeah. read the book and uh, listened to the book, I guess, probably on Audible. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. it this just didn't work out. I don't know what it was. It felt like they cut out a bunch of stuff. Like it didn't, it felt like they even filmed stuff to have it be in the movie. And then they just cut it out, mm. but they skip a lot of time as far as things go. Um, they change a lot of stuff that seems, in, that's pretty important to the plot line. And then when they change it, they ruin other things that um, are already part of the plot line, which I don't want to, mm. I'm not going to ruin anything because you haven't seen it from. Um, right. As far as like the characters, they meet, uh, you know, he meets all these characters at the same time, but in the book, they meet at all these separate times. I don't know. You just have right. to see it. And there's all this stuff that doesn't connect correctly. Uh, just really badly put together as far as going from the book. But I, I, it's hard to say. I wish we had somebody who hadn't read the book and seen it so that we could go off them. But yeah. I mean, it, it is one of those books when I read it and I heard that it was Steven fucking Spielberg that was making the movie. Sure. That I thought, how can he fuck it up? And then it started, the reason why I didn't watch it in the the movies, by the way, was because I read all those things that, oh, this isn't like the book at all. They They fucked up showing the wrong things from the book. Uh, and what, uh, when they are showing things from the book, it's in the wrong order. And I was like, no. Yeah, that does happen. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure I want to see this in the movies, to be honest I, with you. When I went into it, I thought that. I'm like, okay, I know, because I knew those same things. And I go, okay, well, I'm just going to try to disconnect that and be like, uh, standalone against the, without the book, is this still an all right mm. movie? And the answer is no. It's not a good Aww. movie. It's on the level of... Um, Suicide Squad, bad. Oh, oh, that's bad. And in kind of the same, it's in in the same way. It's bad. Where it's it's disjointed. It doesn't. It feels like they made it and then they cut it apart and put it back together after like throwing a bunch of stuff all over the place. Uh, yeah. Oh. I guess the other thing I saw that I actually enjoyed was Tremor Six: Cold Day in Hell, which is great. Yeah, it's on Netflix for everybody movie. to see. Yeah. You have Netflix. I know and you I, saw it. I, uh, I actually recommend it because I've seen all the five others movies before this, and it's something with the updated look that actually it feels like they used money on this, and they have probably not used any money on this. <laughs> uh, I mean, there's you you had to spend a little bit, but it is basically yeah. all in one location. But, you know, it's a comedy horror movie. It's not, uh, if there's, you know, kind of blood, kind of, you know, people get chopped up and things like that. But it's not ever in, like, a horrible way, like, that's disturbing, like some other movies, like, I don't know, Hostel or something like that. It's it's all comedy, and you have ass blasters and things like that. So, uh, it's more of a funny horror movie, which I enjoy more than the ones that take them too sel- themselves too seriously, like a saw, too serious, yeah. Yeah. something like that. Yeah. But that, that, and and to people that hasn't seen the five others, it doesn't really matter. You don't no. have to. 
No, I would say it would still work. Uh, You do have to know a little bit about the past in this movie, but not too much. You would still enjoy it. A little. It's still enjoyable. If if I didn't know know anything of the past, I would still enjoy it. Right, but if you have, then totally go see it. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Uh, I also seen some movies this week. I saw a documentary about Andre the Giant because uh, you and Bill uh, recommended it to me. Yeah, I good. didn't know that much about Andre the Giant before I saw this HBO documentary. I think he's more intertwined into American culture than Norwegian culture. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, that makes sense. And and I didn't come into WWE uh, before ECW uh, 2 was on their way out. I think I've told you this story before, but the first uh, WWE match I saw was when uh, uh, Jack, something Jack, uh, the all-American American. Jack Swagger. Jack Swagger won won the ECW title. Sure. Okay. Yeah, I kind of remember that. I know the time period you're talking about. Yeah. So, so two thousand something. Sure. So, uh, well, I mean, I wasn't alive when Andre the Giant was really like when the territories and every like you know I I hadn't been born yet. Uh, In the eighties, though, I, I was still a little too young to like. Know know of him when he was older and he was in WWF, um, right? Because I just was too young to even remember or was maybe not even watching wrestling yet. Uh, mm. So I mean, I didn't know I knew of him, but I had learned about him more over time. So I don't know, but the right. documentary itself, it's pretty standard documentary, right? It's nothing it like is... super flashy or anything. It, it isn't, but uh, and and you see that it's made. Of... With WWE in mind, but it's still a good HBO documentary. I oh, still yeah, it's, got, it's it. got a lot of good info, and if you didn't know a lot about him, then it's going to be super interesting. Yeah, yeah. Then I saw a movie about me. It was called Blockers, and it was yeah, with chicken in it, <laughs> and more wrestling because it's got John Cena in it, right? So. You watched yeah. two movies about with, with with a wrestling connection, and you, maybe you didn't yes. even realize it. Uh, and I'm not sure I wanted to see him. See what I did there? Oh. <laughs> uh, because it wasn't that funny. Oh, uh, yeah. To be honest. Uh, I, I didn't go in with, like, super high expectations. It's not like I thought it, I was going to see Kramer versus Kramer or... One flew over to Cuckoo's Nest or something. But um, I went in there to be entertained and laugh. And oh, to okay. be honest, it, it was a little dull. It was a little boring. And I read that, like, this is finally a movie for uh, uh, where from a women's perspective. Uh, how girls want to lose their virginity. And we more or less followed old parents and they are both the same sex like men and girls so sure. i don't okay yeah uh, i was a little like eh. but then i saw early man and i really want you to see this because you know this is the guys from 
Wallens and Gromits. And right, okay. Yeah. We we read that this movie was going to be bad. And look, I think it's worse than bad. I just think it's really, really, really bad made. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't know, the trailer, when we watched the trailer on the show, it looked alright. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah, the reviews weren't good, so it was hard to tell. But you're saying no, huh? Eh. Yeah. It's sad because it takes t- so much time to do claymation. So yeah, it's a bummer if you make a bad one. But uh, I think Disney took over that production as far as like the Wallace and Gromit stuff goes, or whoever. Oh. The... So yeah. maybe that's where the quality went. <laughs> oh, my bad. But yeah, no, I I I am definitely going to see Ready Player One. All right. Before, yeah. Uh, next week. I'm excited yeah. to see what you're what you think because. Uh, I was not. I was not having it. I'd love to hear somebody who hasn't read the book tell us what they yeah. thought of it at another digital citizen at gmail dot com. But now we are going to look for the Oscar nominated movie "Life of the Party" with Melissa McCartney. Oh, she brushes her brushing teeth. her teeth. Ah, <laughs> it's so funny. Oh, so funny. oh brushing your teeth is hilarious. What? What? She's what? tail what? smashing a picture. I gotta say, this is poor trailer making because it just kind of threw us into this and we have no idea what's going on. Uh. Oh, clearly she's uh. gonna be. Okay. Threw her wedding ring in there, I think. Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it's uh, only funny because it's slapstick. It's not funny because yeah. Melissa McCarthy. Just enrolled in college. I'm referring to myself. I'll see you around the quad. Nobody says that, Mom. Well, bring it back. Oh my God. Okay. So it's the classic old person goes to back to college or you know back to high school movie. And her daughter is there. Waka waka. What are you, twenty? Okay. Oh, it looks so bad. What is the younger, like, the younger blonde girl supposed to be? Uh, what's her No, shut up, Frank. Gillian Jacobs? Yeah, there you go. I'm older, I'm wiser. Yeah. She's, she's alright. My Rudolph is alright, as far as comedian goes. Not, that wasn't funny, what she just did in this trailer, but... My God, but in a good way. Like when you intentionally go through a haunted house. Ew! Ew, and then... Vagina comedy is funny, no matter what. Um, so what, okay. what is this Oscar-nominated movie all about? Let's see. Life of the Party, I suppose we should figure out what it's all about. Movie. <laughs> when her husband suddenly dumps her, longtime dedicated housewife, Dina, turned... I'm sorry. I gotta do... But... Is it when you're married, does your husband dump you? I don't think that's the word that you're supposed to use there. Oh, I got dumped by my husband. That just sounds stupid. Uh, Dedicated housewife Dina turns regret right into... Turns regret into reset. Whoa. Going back to college, unfortunately, Dina winds up at the same school as her less than thrilled daughter. Daughter. What? What? This is hilarious. 
I'm sure wacky hijinks are going to ensue. What the what the quack quack All right. What did people think of this movie, bro? Oh, 39% on Rotten Tomatoes. Woohoo. 5.4 oh, yeah. out of 10 on IMDb. Woohoo. I'm guessing 5 out of 5.4 out of 10 is probably generous. It's looking like uh, from this trailer, but all right. Yeah. Hey, Jake Age. He hated it on uh, Rotten Tomatoes where I find my reviews. Okay. Unspeakably bad. It's a constant stream of misfire comedy. While the story is cliched, they come. A complete devoid of originality or surprise. Was very open to liking this movie, but it's honestly one of the worst movies I've seen in the last 15 years. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But I also found the five star by uh, Dean L. He said, Melissa McCarthy does a great job betraying Dia. A newly divorced mom who decides to go back to college with her daughters right. to get her degree. The, the cast of supporting characters and college girls do a great job acting out emotions. Also creating... That's what back. acting is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Life of the Party is a great, good-hearted comedy that shows the audience how much Melissa McCarthy can do with her character portrayals. Yeah, it's so different from all our other characters in all our other movies. <laughs> Said absolutely nobody. <laughs> right. Okay, so I went to the Facebook. There is a battle of male versus female on this Facebook for some reason. I don't know. Is Melissa McCarthy like a uh, a pillar of the feminist community or something? Because for some reason on this mm-hmm. Facebook, there was like a battle of people who... Love Melissa McCarthy, and they always would point out the feminist thing, and then the other side was hated Melissa McCarthy and didn't like feminism. I'm not really sure why these things are interconnected. Can you explain that to me? It's the same people that hated or loved the Israel Eurovision song. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yep. Same people. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. <laughs> That's got to be it. I went, uh, mm-hmm. I got one from Benjamin Andrew Mat- Matlock, not a relation to Matlock, but um, I've mm. already seen this, he says. It's every one of Ooh. her movies. Uh, <laughs> hey, I'm out of place. I'm the overweight gal. Everything is f- funny because it's awkward because I'm out of place and overweight. But at the end of the movie... I'll have a sad face and try to make everyone feel bad and open up and maybe learn some kind of lesson even. Also, did I mention that I'm overweight? Because it's going to be a main theme <laughs> and it's going to be what I shove down everyone's throat to constantly get a laugh. So that was somebody obviously trolling the other side. And then this side says, mm, from Melissa Williams Free- Freeman. Mm-hmm. Oh, look, we're a bunch of sad misogynists who somehow think our our penis is a magic acting wand that makes us superior to everyone. Uh, go back to jerking off to your Fast and Furious X movie and stop m- moping over humor you don't have the capacity to appreciate. Melissa McCarthy is a comedy genius. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
That's I clearly did to... not have the capacity to appreciate this comedy from. <laughs> I am fully willing to admit that. That's why she's going to play uh, uh, the new lead in Orphan is the New Black. That's probably true. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. You know where that's going to play. It's going to be on the, it, Orphan is the New Black starring her. It's going to be on a loop in hell. <laughs> <laughs> With Melissa McCarthy as everybody, <laughs> even the guards. <laughs> right, she's the guards. Oh my gosh, the scene where she uh, uh, molests herself—it's creepy. Molests herself. Oh <laughs> my god, that is going to be so good. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, hey, uh, there's three other movies out this week. Uh, one I really wanted to see called The Beast. Okay. Uh, it got 92 on Rotten Tomatoes and a 7 out of 10 uh, on IMDb. A small island community, a troubled young woman falls for a mysterious outsider who empowers her to escape her oppressive family. When he comes under substitution for a series of murder, she defends him at all costs. Uh, directed to Michael Pierce, not heard of him. Uh, not Sounds really kind of like a downer, though. <laughs> Gotta say, if you're looking for an upbeat film, and this might not be the one, but but uh, 92 on Rotten Tomatoes and seven out of ten. Yeah, yeah, that's good. What other movies comes out this week? Uh, right. Have you ever heard of Johnny Flynn? I've never heard of this guy. Hmm, okay, yeah. he's the main actor, but I've never ever heard of him. Um, I guess I'll start with Breaking In. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, uh, strangely, it looks like it came out earlier, but it got a, a bigger release here in May, right? Yeah, mm. last week. Last weekend, uh, came out, uh, Sean Russell takes her son and daughter on a weekend getaway to the late fa- father's secluded high-tech vacation home in the countryside. Uh, and the family soon gets an unwelcome surprise. Uh, it's a thriller. Oh, yeah, it's just a thriller. Uh, mm. So it sounds like they're probably going to get attacked by some kind of technology in the countryside. Because they're in like a high-tech mansion. Does that sound like what it's about? How did it get on uh, Rotten Tomatoes and IMDb? Uh, 26% on Rotten Tomatoes. 4.9 out of 10 on IMDb. It's got mm. Gab... Gabrielle Union and Billy Burke in it. I don't really mm. know either. Uh, I've seen yeah. her before, but I couldn't place her. Uh, the last movie that we saw this week was uh, The Seagull by Michael Meyer. Um, not that we saw, that we're talking about. No, I know. but I we saw on the list, I meant. Right. This has uh, Corey Stoll, Elizabeth Moss, Annette Benning. Sorcery Ronan, we we heard of them. Uh, this is a Russian movie, believe it or not. Well, yeah, think, at least in Russian. Uh, so I'm imagine yeah. it, it directed by a Russian. So yeah, yeah. At the Portique like said estate, a love triangle unfolds between the diva Irina, her lover Boris, and the in in. Ingenuine? Oh, Ingenuine. Oh, Nina. This got 
76 on Rotten Tomato. Wait a second, the director uh, is Michael Mayer. He's not Russian. Yeah. No. Okay, so it's just based in Russia, and it's uh, the language is in Russian. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's it's like supposed to be all Russian, but it's made by Americans. That could be horrible, actually. Now that I think about it. <laughs> yeah. Seven point uh, seventy six on Rotten Tomatoes. Six point seven out of ten. This looks like a drama. Nothing I. No, this like is not up my alley. No, not definitely no. not. No. But this seems like something that I could see maybe winning a Golden Globe if it's like something. Yeah. Yeah. Hey! You can get the book on audibletrial.com slash another digital citizen. That's audibletrial.com slash another digital citizen. If you love us, and why don't you love us, get a free book and a 30 day free trial. You get to keep the book even if you cancel. But I promise you, you will not. Because Audible is really, really, really good. That's audibletrial.com slash another digital system. Have you anything to plug this week? Uh, WestCoastWrestlingConnection.com. Go check out the TV show. I heard they were on uh, another podcast this week. They got reviewed on SWF. If people listen to that, they probably already heard it. Mm-hmm. But they were not super happy with it. But they seemed to just not like the, like all. They didn't really have anything constructive to say other than they don't like Gangrel. So I mean, <laughs> if that's your only problem, then it's going to be really hard to get past unless he's not on the show. Which mm. yeah. And they also had misunderstood that storyline. Oh right, I told you about that. Is uh, the. Uh, yeah. The storyline with him is that the young girl that... Yes. See, they thought that he was the leader of the group. They don't seem no, to realize that she's the leader of the group, that she's possessed by yeah. Satan, and she's running it, yeah. all... the. She's the leader of all these wrestlers. Uh, they thought he was the leader of the group. So they were kind of confused, even, as what... But when you're going into the middle and, and just watching one episode at random, I guess I can see how mm. you'd be confused on that kind of stuff. Mm. But it's not like but the commentators re- didn't point it out, like, repeatedly. Yeah, I was just going to say that. And, like, did I have the volume off or something? <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. Uh, yeah. You can also check out me talking about wrestling. Uh, I will talk more about my uh, thoughts of the documentary, probably with Bill, on this week's uh, uh, That Wrestling Show. Cool. Uh Coming out next week, we will talk of news of the week. Uh, we will have another digital review of a movie that I know both me and Luke are looking forward to. Deadpool too. Mm-hmm. I've seen I've seen uh, the trailers for this. This looks fucking awesome. As long as it stands up to the first one, I'll look forward to it. But you yeah. know, I don't like superhero movies. They could easily ruin this one for me. But we'll see. There we can, and we will talk about the most controversial topic we have ever covered on another digital system. Yes, it's so controversial that I even have problems saying it. Because we will talk about what's really the beef between Sweden and Norway. Why 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 can't Norway and Sweden be friends? <laughs> why 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 is it that 
Sweden and Norway hates each other. I don't get it what either. I don't get it. it. So I'm gonna I'm what interested to find out. What is it really? Controversial topic next week. Well, from chicken in Norway, this has been another digital citizen, and from the United States. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, citizen.